0: to Same Boat Huddle. I'm Erin Miller, your host of Erin Joyce Photography, and we are on episode 34. And today I really want to talk with you about self-sabotage. So I'm going to be super open and vulnerable with you guys that I am in a space of complete self-sabotage and I don't know why. <laughs> and not only do I not know why, I'm trying to find excuses and reasons to make it okay. And to give myself permission to sabotage. And I'm finally kind of pulling this together. So while I say I don't know why, I feel like I'm coming into a space of understanding what's going on. And um, it's all very complicated. And I also want to leave you with five tips on how to come out of self sabotage yourself. So, a little bit about what's going on with me. So number one, I'm recording this in the middle of the week, which is very unusual. I never do that, but I feel so called to talk about this right now and I don't want to wait to record it Sunday because I might not feel as passionate about it. Secondly, I've been getting over a little bit of a cold, so I might sound um, like I'm getting over a little bit of a cold because that's what's happening. So this is what's going on with me. Last year, 2018, huge, huge growth year for me. I Started the year with a lot of ambition to um, really focus on myself and to get myself back together. I spent years prior in this constant pattern of burnout, like entrepreneurial burnout and mom burnout and all the burnout. And I was just done. I'm like, I'm done. I'm finished. Like I'm deciding right now today I'm not doing this again. So I started the year really well with uh, self-care. Uh, morning routine self-care from meditating, journaling, working out, eating well, um, God, and I felt so good. And it was also in the beginning of the year, in February, at the end of February actually of last year, that I hired my very first life coach. Um, personal growth coach, development coach, whatever you want to call it, and it was easily the scariest decision I've ever made in my life because it was a huge financial investment, one I never ever thought that I would invest in myself ever, ever, and the, but I did it because I just had this this gut feeling, this intuition, this knowing that this decision is going to be the decision that changes my life, and it was. And I spent the rest of the, it was eight months in that program and um, made the most amazing connections and my coach is this phenomenal angel of a person and um, I just grew. I pushed myself, I pushed myself out of my comfort zone, I did things that scared me, um seeing boat huddle was born my cod my podcast was born um I continued to expand in my photography and I also was accepted into pro set uh, of i i guess it's called status through um amazing forums and photography and just hit all the goals and then the end of the year came, and my program was done my, my fall season was done, which is notoriously so crazy busy with editing and, and photo shoots and weddings. And while I didn't necessarily burn out this past season, cause I learned how to not do that. I was tired. We moved in the fall. I had weddings Again, I was I was editing constantly. My kids, my daughter started kindergarten, this new school routine, this new house. Like there was just a lot that happened. And while I handled the present very well and was able to get through it without that burnout feeling, I was tired, man. Like I got to the holidays and was like, whoo, I am beat. And then on top of it, there was a lot of emotional stuff going on in my personal life that I was working through and took a lot of energy and continues to be something that I work through. And I couldn't figure out, like I was laying down. I was just like, I can't, personal growth is hard. It takes a lot of energy. It's constant action. And I just was like, I need a little bit of a break. (laughs) I feel tired. And, um, sitting still, the anxiety came right in. So there was just an opening in my energy for the ego to allow anxiety to come in and it came in hard and it came in around the holidays and didn't leave until the beginning of this year. So it was just a couple months, but it was, it was that, um, you know, that wiring in my brain to be like, Oh crap, we're going back here. Like I might fall off here. I might completely snowball backwards and find myself in another, like in the space I was several years ago. I was like I can't have that happen I can't have that happen. And the thing is friends is that personal growth, personal development, like you there you never reach the top. It's not this gradual linear growth and then an ending point of like okay, I made it. I'm here. I I grew personally and I've reached the end goal. I have arrived. I have made it. I'm done. I don't have to do any more work it's very up and down and it always will be. We are always growing. We're always expanding. We're always being challenged by our egos and by the outside world and our insides. And that, that is what life is, that we're constantly growing. So I was sitting in this space of growth and I was really in the thick of it in like December and felt lost. And Again, just tired. You know, we're we're in the middle of a renovation. I haven't had a kitchen since September, and it's currently February. And um, it's it was kind of interesting because I felt this contrast where I feel so connected and happy in my space. I feel so connected with my children. I feel connected with my husband. I'm loving the work that I'm doing, from photography to coaching, and all things are good. But it's like, why am I so unsettled? I don't understand. And I've continued to be in that space. And now, so here we are just past the middle of February and I've been fighting with myself. Like I'm freaking tired. I've been eating more, which is unusual. So this is an old pattern that I know that it's very necessary for me to, um, eat, very well. Because if I don't, I start to feel sick. I start to feel very physically sick. It affects my anxiety. It affects my sugars. And I just don't feel well. So I know that it's not really an option for me. And I've been finding myself falling back into old patterns of eating, like snacking too much at nighttime. And oh my gosh, (laughs) side note, there are gluten-free, I forget what they're even called, from Costco. Um, So I'm gluten-free. Chocolate chip cookies and they're called like hunks, hunky chunks or something like that, legit can't not eat them. And that has been my, my downfall. I have completely succumbed to this bag of hunky chunks, whatever the hell they're called. And I have realized like, okay, I'm falling in this, this is showing me I am falling into really old patterns here. And, um, so I've been trying to find excuses of this is okay. So The patterns I'm falling into, I have not been journaling regularly. I'm not meditating daily at the same time like I usually do. I haven't been practicing Chakrity every day. And I'm like, well, why? And I want to. Like, I'm looking at my pendulum. I'm like, why am I not going over there? I haven't been moving my body. This has been the biggest thing where I'm like, I just feel too tired. I don't want to do it in the morning. And then by the afternoon, it's like the weather has been really cold. So it's like, oh, I don't feel like walking my dog because it's like wet out or it's like 10 degrees below zero or whatever it is. And then I'm like, "Ah, I don't feel like I just, all the excuses, like I don't want to get into workout clothes and be in them all day. Like I already showered. I don't want to change. I don't want to go to this class because it takes too long. Like all of the excuses. So I haven't been moving my body at all, but then I'm coming up with the excuse that we are in the winter season and there is truth to this. And that's the thing. But my ego is trying to like, make excuse like this is your excuse to fall back into comfort and to old patterns so we're in the winter season and this is the time that we are supposed to rest ourselves like we're supposed to hibernate a little bit we're supposed to eat our comfort food and to really rest our our mind bodies and souls so that we have the energy and are ready to move into the spring season which is full of blooming and growing and it it takes a lot of energy to do that and so we need to preserve it in the winter but preserving it doesn't mean eating a shit ton of hunky chunks and not working out and i've been trying to tell myself that it's okay that you can do that so now i'm seeing things trickle like i'm seeing the snowball effect like I haven't been putting on my um my bracelets, my like my crystal bracelets in the morning. Like I had this routine of, you know, I put them on and have this little mantra that I say and um or, you know, my my routines of like putting on there've been a lot of nights at night that I'm not putting on like my face cream where I'm like, "Eh, I don't feel like it or, eh, or like I skip a shower or like, I'm just snowballing into self sabotage. And now I'm getting to a point of like, I physically don't feel well. Like my clothes are getting tighter and I'm, I continue to be tired. Obviously I'm tired. Like I'm not doing anything with my body. So I've been in this space of self sabotage. And I decided last night, so I, this is my epiphany that happened yesterday, which is giving me the the motivation to talk about it today, is that I'm like, I need to sit down and just open f- free flow journal about this to see what's going on. So there are a couple of things that came up. And one of the biggest things is that I think that I'm serving my energy. That is what my ego is telling myself. So our ego is trying to keep us safe always. It is part of who we are as human beings. We need to have an ego. It is keeping us safe, but it often takes things a little too far. It's just the friend that takes things too far. It's the friend who sees that you got a bee sting and they're like, oh my God, you're going to die. You're going to die. You know, it's like, dude, calm down. Like, no, I'm not allergic to bee stings. I'm cool. Like, don't freak me out here. That's what the ego is, that it's just doing its job of trying to keep you safe. So I went through a full year of massive growth. I I was physically doing well, I was emotionally doing well, spiritually, mentally doing phenomenal last year. And the only way I did that was because I was constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I was starting a podcast. I was starting a group. I was adding coaching in. I was putting myself out there. It's scary as shit, guys. It's scary. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. People who do that aren't like, oh, this is easy. I I don't know what I'm doing. It's scary. It's hard. And it feels uncomfortable. And I did it so gracefully. And the second I was a little still and I don't want to say lost momentum, but like just hit the brakes a little bit. Like, okay, we're, we're taking a stop and we're just going to calm down for a minute, take a little breather. My ego found the opportunity to swoop in and be like, you You need to go back to comfort because this is too much. We're moving too quickly. We're out of our comfort zone too often. I don't like how this feels. Let's go back and not go back a little bit, but I'm falling back into patterns. I haven't been in for years, years, especially with like my, um, body image, self-talk and eating literally in years. I haven't fallen. I haven't been here. So my ego is like big and loud right now and it's only trying to keep me safe. So now it's like, okay, I have this epiphany like, all right, thank you, ego. Like I get it. You're trying to like I'm freaking you out. So you're trying to freak me out. It's like bring me back to where you feel comfortable because the ego is thinking that like I'm going to get myself in trouble, that I'm doing things that are unsafe because it's uncomfortable. But I am safe and I am doing things that are helping me grow and it's okay and i need to tell myself that so another piece that while i was journaling that i recognized was that when you are managing your energy you're you're managing it in a way so that you can continue to have good substantial energy. So the idea with energetic time management is we don't want to deplete ourselves doing things. Like if you're doing the laundry right now, but it's not what's going to serve your energy, you're going to feel tired. It's going to burn you out. You're going to feel burnt out and not good. So you know how like you go through the day doing your to-do list and you fall into bed and you're like, why do I still feel like crap? I just did all the things I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to do. It was on my to-do list. I was super productive. Like, why don't I feel good? Like I still feel grouchy as I, I feel really tired. I feel exhausted. It's because you didn't manage your energy and there are certain things that are going to serve our energy. So here I am. The So the past two weeks have been crazy with snow days, delays. The kids were still, were home on Monday with a holiday. Like they've legit been in school for like two full days in the past two weeks. Like even today they had a snow delay. <clears throat> so that's been hard. That's really thrown us off of all of our routines, and it's such a good excuse, to, like lay around and be lazy and have too much screen time, like stay in PJs, and you know, which is nice. It's actually nice to have that break in routine. But I've used those excuses. The ego has been like, yes, here's more fuel for my fire. That it is okay to do nothing. So yesterday, now here I am on the outs of a little bit of a head cold. And yesterday I was like, I still just don't feel that great. Like I'm just, it was that kind of like you go up the stairs and you're like, oh man, like I'm, I'm sore. Like I'm tired. My body is just tired. So I was like, I should just, it's okay for me to rest. I kept saying, it's okay. It is winter. It is the water season by Chinese calendar. And my body needs this. This is what's serving me I'm going to lean into what my body is asking of me I just want to be still I'm going to do some work I'm going to read which I never did even though I've been wanting to and do some laundry and really I was kind of just numbing out and didn't I I'm just in this this funky space so then I and it was you know it was a nice day of relaxing and my husband's like how was today I was like it was you know we did a few things like we got some chores done but like mostly relaxing. He's like, that's awesome. That's great. Like you deserve to relax. I'm like, yeah, but like, why do I feel so freaking tired still? Like I feel grouchy. I'm irritable. I'm physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted. And I shouldn't be if I was doing what served my energy. So it was like this bingo as I'm journaling of like, you didn't do what served your energy because you wouldn't feel like shit if you did what served your energy. So I'm realizing like I'm just in a state of numbing out and avoidant behavior. I, I know that I need to, to find a, a new routine really of meditation journaling and all that. I need to start moving my body again. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the moment of like feeling excited to do it. And I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, when you follow the be-do-have paradigm, like for, so I'm in the have-do-be which sets us up for failure. Like first I need to have the energy and then I'll work out and then I'm going to be in a space of like, I feel good. No, I have to, I have to show up in, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself feel this way. Like I'm going to choose to feel excited to work out and then I'm going to work out. And then, then I have, you know, so that's the space that I was sitting in of where I'm like waiting I'm waiting for the energy, I'm waiting for the motivation, I'm waiting for the excitement and I just, it's not coming and I have to make a decision. So the other part of what I was saying is that I have to find a new routine. So here's the thing, last year it worked really well for me to wake up early, Um, now mind you the kids, everything was different, we lived in a different space, the kids were in different schools, they had a different school schedule, they weren't in all day Um, they had some other, they were still in swim lessons. They haven't been in swim lessons this year. Like just so many things are different. And what was working well for me was to wake up at a certain time before them to, um, drink my coffee, meditate, journal, and do a half hour workout. It worked beautifully. It was awesome. I was able to do it because that worked last year doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for me right now. And that's what I think I'm, I'm up against is that I'm trying to fit the round peg into a square hole. That's like, well, that's what worked last year. And I keep trying to do it and it's not working. So little by little, I've been trying to adjust my schedule so that I've been meditating at night or in the middle of the day when the kids aren't home Uh, and I've been doing a lot of my journaling in the evening. So I used to do my gratitude journaling in the morning. I was like, you know what? I kind of, I'm feeling a little called to do it in the evening. Like after the day is done that I really want to go to sleep with the gratitude. And, um, and so what I've left myself is just one journal in the morning. That's like a five minute prompted journal. And that's been working. And I'm like, Oh, So I am allowed to do this. Again, it's like I need permission to change things up. And um, so that's one of the things I'm going to get into with the tips. So another huge aha moment for me, and this is the last thing before I get into some tips for you, is that I'm realizing our outside, whether it's our body or our environment or our work, all the external stuff is a reflection of of our internal state. I feel like this is so obvious. I'm sure I've listened to a podcast on it. I'm sure I've read a book about it. It might be like some trend right now I don't even know about, but for me, I'm I just kind of gathered this that like okay, I'm in a state of like work is good. I'm doing well, but I've reached this point in the past week or two of like I don't know, just kind of like doing what's there and doing good work and enjoying everything I'm doing and all my clients and the photography and the coaching, like truly, fully enjoying it, but also not, not engaging a lot in the back end of admin stuff, of like preparing for new stuff is what I guess I should say. So like I'm fully showing up for what's here right now, but doing the action steps to continue to grow with my work is where I've been kind of like, um, yeah, I'm going to stay here where I'm comfortable. So that's where I am. So it's not that I'm not showing up. I'm staying comfortable and I'm, I'm kind of like scared to do the push right now to do, to take the actions to really push me into that next thing into taking those small action steps for the big goals I have set up. Um, my body, I'm like, what What just happened, you know, where it's that kind of thing where I don't know if anyone from the outside can see anything, and I don't weigh myself, so I don't even know if I've gained weight or whatever. But just because I haven't been working out a lot, my muscle tone has really changed, and it's like, wow, man, I don't feel well about myself. Like, I just don't, it's like, I don't really, I'm not super excited when I see myself in the mirror. Like, when I put clothes on, it's like, oh, this feels different. Um, I'm finding myself like closed off my husband touching me and I'm like, "Ugh, this sucks. Like, what did I just do to myself? Um, and then my physical environment is okay. But a lot of it is that we're again, we're in the middle of a renovation. So there's only so much I can do. Um, but I'm seeing myself like, Oh, I'll clean the bathrooms tomorrow. And now I'm, I usually clean them once a week and I'm on like almost week two, you know? um, where it's like, I'm starting to like push things off and like, but I'm comfortable right now. I don't feel like getting up and doing it. So I'm in this space of like constantly looking on the outside and like, okay, how can I fix that? How can I like, all right, I'm going to put it in the schedule to clean the bathroom on Saturday. I'm going to put it in the schedule. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and work out when I wake up. Like I'm, it's all these external things to fix the things on the outside and while I was journaling yesterday I had this moment of like oh my god it's because my inside is not in alignment that so and and it's like why don't I practice what I preach it's this like crazy moment of I need to get my insides in alignment and then that's when everything clicks into into place on the outside it's when you're so aligned on the inside. It's like not a struggle to work out. It's not a struggle to move your body because it's just happening because it's, it's your, your mindset is like, if this isn't even a struggle, it's not about discomfort. Like this is just what I'm doing. And, you know, cleaning the bathroom, it's like, it's exciting and it's serving your energy and you're not even, it's not, you don't approach it as a struggle or like a task or, Something that's defeating you because my mindset is there. So I'm realizing, like, okay, I need to do the internal work right now to click back into alignment and stop focusing so hard on what's not looking right on the outside. Because I can, here's the thing I can fix all that stuff on the outside. I can clean the bathrooms on Saturday and have them look all nice and pretty. I can wake up and push myself to work out every single day. And get myself back into a shape that feels really good. And I can push myself to do the work and grow and take the action steps. But if I'm not energetically aligned, that shit's going to fall apart so fast. Sorry I'm saying shit this whole time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just coming out. I'm feeling passionate. So all that stuff can happen. But when you're not in alignment, that's when it all falls apart. That's when you start to fall back into comfort zone. That's when the ego finds a way to slip in because you fell out of alignment. And that's what happened to me, that I am allowed to rest. I It's necessary to have growth is to rest. But I'm still growing as a person. And I have never had a growth year like I did last year and then knew how to rest after that. For to be successful and to not allow ego to come back in, so isn't that amazing about growth that I have now gone through this experience, and I know what to do for the next time because I am going to come back into alignment. I am going to have another growth year, and then I am going to take a rest in December, January, because that is the time that makes sense for me to rest with my work, and that's when it makes time to. That's when it makes sense to take time to rest in the season. But I'm going to do it in alignment. And recognize earlier if there are signs of me falling out of alignment or signs of ego slipping in and how to get back out of that. So I feel like I need to take a huge deep breath. You should see my hands while I'm talking right now. Italian, can you hear my rings clicking? (laughs) They're just flailing right now, flailing about. So, okay, I want to give you a couple tips to um, come out of your self-sabotage because we all live there not live there we all find ourselves there at times and it's always the big question of how do we come out and it's been a theme i it's come up with my coaching clients of like how do i get out of my own way how do i stop self sabotaging the self sabotage stuff has come up in my news feed a lot um and then this morning i um i did do chakriti for myself to really like, okay, what's prioritizing for me right now. And when I do chakra so I use circles and, um, charts to figure out like what, ch- what, what emotion is prioritizing and what chakra and, um, you know, what organ is prioritizing the, the pathway, but it's all on papers and I don't have it all memorized. So I like to do it blind where, I'll either flip the paper over and everything's numbered. So I know like the circles, there are eight emotions in the circle. Um, So I'll just prioritize the number and then flip it over and see what it is and then see what the organs and then the um, priority pathway that's showing up within that organ. So I understand that me explaining this, if you've never heard me talk about it, you're like, what, what the heck are you talking about? Um, so I share a lot of this in say huddle and have even done a live demonstration and blah, blah, blah. So I understand that this might not make sense to you, but what I'm getting at is that I did this blind because I just wanted to see what was prioritizing for me and what I needed to focus on. And don't you know that my sacral chakra is what prioritized with boundaries? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's very common for me that I'm, I'm loose with boundaries somewhere. And the priority pathway that showed up was self sabotage, which is held in your spleen. I'm like, well, dang, don't you know that that's what I figured out through journaling last night. So it's really cool when Chakrity shows me that I am aligned with my intuition, that I do, I do know what's prioritizing already. So it's kind of like that slap in the face. Like, all right, I, I really need to get myself together here and set strong boundaries with myself. So boundaries around maybe what I'm eating, my time, my schedule so that I'm working out the way I want to um, and really connecting back in with myself so I'm internally aligned so all this stuff on the outside is easy and that's that's the idea. Okay, so five tips. Number one, set small rituals that are easy to keep. And I got this, there's actually, um, oh, I wish I could tell you where it came from because I saw it on Instagram and even shared it in my IG stories. It's there right now and it will expire in like, a minute, but um, this was one tip that was there that you want to when you're implementing new rituals, and and this is what I teach my clients that you need to do small action steps and not you know so I'm coming from a place of eating too much at night, not drinking enough water, not moving my body every day, um, and and just kind of being lazy to be honest, and making it okay. So resting is okay, lazy's not. So I can't wake up tomorrow and be like, all right, I'm going to drink 70 ounces of water. I'm eating nothing past 6 p.m. and I'm going to run three miles. No, I'm setting myself up for failure That's not going to work. So it's, you know, drink eight extra ounces of water tomorrow than I did today. And, um you know, take the dog for a walk or do yoga, like do something easy for 15 minutes if it's not 30. So taking, making those small gradual changes of like, all right, play with just meditation. What part of the day does meditation feel good right now? It doesn't matter if it's always worked for 7am for the past two years. If that's not working right now, you can't keep forcing it. Find a different time and try different days and figure out what feels good. Then figure out Where do I want to add journaling in here? Like, where does that feel good? Um, So find the small rituals and implement them. Does it mean like diffusing oils at night, setting up your diffuser? Is it doing a face mask every evening? Like, do add in something small one at a time, get it going, feel good, fall into the rhythm, and then add something else. So keep it simple. Number two is journaling. I know journaling feels tedious. I know, I know, I know. Even with me, so my, I'm writing like chicken scratch. If I try and look back at what I wrote, no clue, no clue, not legible. I often write so fast, like I mix letters up or like write a word that's not even, I don't know what it is, but this is where the stuff comes out. So I'm talking to you today, recording this today, and have already had a really good day because I... I journaled last night. I and it was a little late. Probably should have been asleep, but I knew I had to get this stuff out of me and to figure out what was going on. And I had these epiphanies and I wouldn't have if I didn't journal. So if it feels really tedious, set a timer. 5 minutes. Just set a timer for 5 minutes, commit to writing in your journal for 5 minutes, even if you don't know what to write. And that's what You want to write. So I don't know what to write. I have five minutes to go and I have no idea what I want to get out right now. I just know that journaling is supposed to help me, so this is why I'm doing it. Write all of that. Just write, and something will come out. I promise you, it's been scientifically proven. Do it. Number three is um understanding that old patterns are the ego trying to keep you safe. So I think when I have this concept and this lens, it's like, okay, I'm all right. This isn't me. This is my ego. And it's not sabotaging me. It's, it's actually coming in because I'm so freaking awesome that I've been doing so well and growing so well that my ego is like over it's like smothering me because it's like, oh my gosh, you're doing too much. You're really going to get hurt. And I'm going to have to like be overbearing right now because you're going to get hurt. So it's it's actually kind of flattering, you know, <laughs> to be like, cool. I have been growing so much that my ego like literally pushed me that far back into old patterns. And then when you recognize that, it's like you there's like this surrender and this this like that flattering feeling, and like it's okay. And then just having to talk, like I, I get it. It does feel uncomfortable, but I am safe. I am okay. And telling, like even talking to your ego, like ego, you can totally be on this car ride, but I'm gonna drive now. And like you can like hang out in the back seat, and you know talk to me if you need to. But this is I'm in control of this, and I'm safe, and I'm okay. And it feels really cheesy to do that, but it gives like such an empowerment of like cool. I'm in control again. I got this. So just recognize that you're not like I'm saying self-sabotage, but it's kind of like it's the ego sabotage that it's your ego, not you. And it's okay. It's trying to keep you safe. It's supposed to be there. It's a part of being a human and it's okay. Number four is to have something that's inspiring for you to go to when you're feeling in your funk So this could be multiple things. You can write out your future self, like write out, describe your future self. What do you look like? What do you do every day? Where do you work? Where do you live? All the stuff. Write it out and then know you can go back and read about that future self when you're feeling funky and back in your spot because it'll motivate you again be like, oh yeah, that's who I want to be. And I'm falling back into old patterns and further away from that person, and I don't want to do that. And it'll motivate you to get back there. Or is it a um, a vision board is so popular? So what's cool is that there are a lot of apps for vision boards. I actually have one that you just you just save pictures from wherever, and you can put them in a vision board on your app. You can create like a um, a home screen vision board, like just whether it's words or pictures or whatever that really motivate you. The only thing with that, just thinking out loud, is that I feel like it becomes such a permanent fixture in front of you every day that you don't see it anymore, you know? But on the other hand, it can go into your subconscious and blah, blah, blah. So do what resonates with you. And then the other thing that we talked about um, in a recent episode with my friend Kristen was a gratitude board of just what is it that makes you feel really good that you already have in your life? Like, is it Your relationship that you're in, is it your children, is it one of your pets, is it your house, Um, your neighborhood, your job, your religion, your spirituality, uh, friends, your crystals, like whatever it is, what brings you that sense of gratitude? And I think having that can um, be such a beautiful inspiration daily and that when you're feeling really funky to take very intentional time to sit and look at that and take it all in is one of the quickest ways to raise your vibration and come out of that funk. And then number five is talk to yourself as if you're your own child. So, okay, here I am in this funky space, and this is how I talk to myself. What the hell's wrong with you? Why aren't you getting up? You're a fat slob. I can't believe you're eating again. May as well shut down even more, Aaron. Come on. like Just keep shutting down you know what? You want to talk to those people? Don't even do it. Not worth it. You don't have the energy. Just don't even do it. Like I'm a jerk to myself, complete jerk when I'm in this space and I talk. Oh my gosh, it's just disgusting how we talk to ourselves when we're in this space. So how would you talk to your child if they were falling into bad patterns and habits of eating and not working out? Maybe they quit Their sports and aren't calling friends back, and you see them in a low and in a funk and not super happy. And you're, would you say to them, like, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting like that? Now, I know, like, we can find our frustrating moments with our children, but like, with the compassion, I know that we all would be like, sweetheart, you're amazing, you're strong, you're okay. It is okay to have these days and these moments how can I help you? What can I do to support you? What are some things that you can do for yourself to move out of this? Do you want to get a new journal? Can I help you set up a routine for working out? Should we maybe get rid of some of the things in the house that are tempting you right now that you can't stay away from and are making you feel even worse about yourself? Like what you, just telling your child, like, you're amazing. You're awesome. Like, what can we do? How can we work together to move through this positively? Is there something, you know, just this constant problem solving and compassion and motivation and love that we give our children love. And so I think it's really important to, to recognize our inner dialogue and how we're treating ourselves and talking to ourselves. Cause if we're putting ourselves down like that, We're just pushing ourselves down even more. It's not going to motivate us to change. So really be mindful of that self-talk. So just a quick recap, the top five things that I thought of that I do and that you could do to get out of self-sabotage is one, just make your rituals easy, add in new habits and routines that are small increments that are easy for you. Number two is journal. Number three is recognizing that your old patterns that you fall into are just your ego and they're there. To keep you safe, not to break you down. So, change that lens. Number four is to have something inspirational that you can come back to when you're feeling like you're in a funk. And number five is to just be very mindful of your inner dialogue, your self talk, limiting beliefs. Talk to yourself as if you would talk to your child. That's it. So, alrighty, well, I have chatted for 40 minutes. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me, allowing me to be open and vulnerable and to share that I'm not perfect and that personal growth is this constant ebb and flow and that there are peaks and valleys. And I'm so excited to sit here and feel like I'm coming out of my funk. And I think that's happening because I've shown up for myself. I've leaned into how uncomfortable this is. Um, I've moved away from numbing behaviors when I find that I'm in them and, um, I'm taking the steering wheel again and all will be good. I don't have to wait for spring. I don't have to wait for tomorrow. I can do it right now. And so can you. So, um, there you have it. Self-sabotage, how to move through it, how to continue to grow and to recognize that personal growth is not linear. You are going to fall backwards. You just are. And I think when you know that that's going to happen, it's like, all right, here I am. That's cool. Let's go forward again. And you'll get there. And it's all part of the growth. It's all part of the journey. It's not the destination, right? So have a good one. I send you all of my love, all of my motivation um, and compassion to know that you're in the space that you're supposed to be in. And this is just another part of your journey and to help you grow even bigger. So have an awesome week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Be sure to get in touch with me. Check me out at J is my Instagram handle. Same Boat Huddle on Facebook is the free group. I definitely recommend coming in there if you're not already. Um, Create Your Best Life is the program that I run, and we are wrapping up this round. And I'm so excited to share the next run, which will be coming soon. It is bigger and better than ever. And I'm just so excited to share it. So be sure to get over there and you can email me, Erin at edressphotography.com. All the links are in the show notes. Find me there. I can't wait to see you. Have a good one. Take care.